the brand new fallout from the president's summit with Vladimir Putin. His latest response on Russian meddling, another contradiction of top intelligence officials, has White House officials scrambling to explain. The president is tweeting again just moments ago about fake news. Our senior White House correspondent Cecilia Vega asked the key question of President Trump. She starts us off. Good morning, Cecilia. George, good morning to you. This has absolutely nothing to do with fake news. It has everything to do with continual head spinning, head spinning explanations from this president and this White House. Now, for the second time this week, they are here in damage control mode. When I asked the president if Russia is still a threat, he said no. But now the White House says no. In this case, didn't really mean no. Faced with mounting criticism that he's too soft on Russia, President Trump now says he has been tough on Vladimir Putin behind closed doors. The president telling CBS News he holds Putin personally responsible for meddling in the 2016 election. I let him know we can't have this. We're not going to have it. And that's the way it's going to be. But the tough talk only went so far. As for whether Putin lied. I don't want to get into whether or not he's lying. I can only say that I do have confidence in our intelligence agencies as currently constituted. It comes after this stunning contradiction from the president. Is Russia still targeting the U.S., Mr. President? Press, let's go. Make your way out. No, you don't believe that to be the case? But that is exactly the opposite of what his own FBI director said overnight. The intelligence community's assessment has not changed. My view has not changed, uh, which is that Russia attempted to interfere with the last election uh, and that it continues to engage in malign influence operations to this day. And what his director of national intelligence said on Monday, warning that Russia is engaged in ongoing pervasive efforts to undermine our democracy. Now, for the second time this week, the White House is in cleanup mode. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says the president wasn't actually saying no to our question about whether Russia is still targeting the U.S. We had a chance to speak with the president after uh, his comments, and the president was said thank you very much and was saying no to answering questions. Except the reality is he answered not just once, but twice. No, you don't believe that to be the case? And as for not wanting to answer questions, well, he went on to answer another one from another reporter. There's been no president ever as tough as I have been on Russia. And I think President Putin knows that better than anybody, certainly a lot better than the media. So we asked for a clarification of the clarification. Dan Coates said point blank, the threat is still ongoing from Russia. Does this White House believe that currently this threat is still ongoing? We believe that the threat still exists, which is why we are taking steps to prevent it. This morning in Moscow, Putin called the Helsinki summit a success and slammed U.S. critics. But from Republicans, the fallout was fierce. Mistrusts um, our intelligence services and believes the words of, uh, of Putin. So Congress is scratching its head. A lot of journalists here were certainly scratching their heads. Uh, but back to my exchange, the White House says once again, the president is being misunderstood. But, you know, this is really raising a lot of serious questions about credibility here, George, and whether the American public can trust what the president himself says and then what his aides go out to explain or try to say well, after. That is the question, Cecilia. You know, we all saw the press conference in Helsinki. We all just watched you about six feet away from the president looking him in the eye. Did he answer your question? So look, these can be confusing experiences in what we call these pool sprays, where the press is allowed to go in and see what the president is doing and ask questions on the back end. They can be noisy, there can be a lot of jostling. 
This was not that case. It was quiet when I asked my question. The president looked right at me. He made eye contact when he answered. And as I said in my story, he answered the question twice. When Sarah Sanders says that no meant that he didn't want to answer more questions, George, he then went on to answer another reporter's question. So a lot of people really just not buying that excuse. Uh, we saw what we saw. Cecilia, thanks very much. Let's bring in our national security analyst, Tom Bossert, who is the advisor for Homeland Security for President Trump. And Tom, you've seen all this intelligence. We know that President Trump was first briefed about the intelligence back in August 2016 as a candidate two weeks before the inauguration, received a full briefing as well, had constant access to his intelligence officials since then. How do you explain, as someone who was there for more than a year, year and a half, why the president has so much trouble clearly and convincingly accepting this case for Russian interference? Yeah, George, good morning. I think it's uh, it's just the constant frustration for him that it gets turned into a, a questioning of the legitimacy of the outcome of the election, which, you know, he just can't tolerate, and, and it ends up being spun that way. I'll tell you, I was in that briefing the two weeks uh, before the inauguration. That one focused primarily on the cyber component of what the Russians did, not the information operations. Uh, those information operations are ongoing. I agree with the FBI director. So they are ongoing, and as the president first said, he didn't believe it, but that we also had a briefing from the Homeland Security Secretary over the weekend. Second question coming out of that crisis, uh, summit crisis uh, with, with Vladimir Putin. Uh, the White House said yesterday they were considering this proposal that the president called incredible from Vladimir Putin, that he would uh, allow U.S. intelligence agents to interview those suspected in Russia if, in return, Russian intelligence agents could interview people suspected, he said, uh, of committing crimes against Russia, including the former U.S. ambassador to Russia, Michael McFaul. Uh, a host of foreign policy officials say it's appalling that the White House is even considering this proposal. Yeah, I would agree. You know, at this point, uh, entertaining a proposal like that in a meeting might allow you to get through the meeting and accomplish your other objectives. But if the president comes back home, rests on that, and then still considers it, that would be a significant mistake. Uh, in fact, it's galling, really, because having seen the evidence, especially that I've seen, no, there's no investigative benefit to that. It just benefits Russia and clouds the matter a little bit. I don't think the president will take that seriously at the end of the day. Uh, I think it's good for us to remind him uh, that that's probably a bad idea. If you're in the White House right now, what would you be advising the president to do about this whole situation? Well, I think he needs to do two things. Right now, he's taken back a little of the Helsinki misstep. That was a good thing. Uh, there's still a lot of negative coverage. I think what he needs to go out and do is reassure the 29 now NATO members that there's still stability in that organization and the collective defense that it offers so that they don't feel as if he has walked away from them and walked to Putin. That's really the only substantive thing that he needs to do. The rest is domestic political debate, and that will play itself out. Tom Bossert, thanks for your insight this morning.